What's up, guys? My name is Justin Grant. I am your host, and you are listening to the Speaking Treatment Podcast. This is our first episode of Motivation Monday, and these are episodes that you are going to be hearing on a weekly basis, followed by a Well Check Wednesday and a Flex Friday, where we celebrate our victories from that week. Let's get it started. It's uh, it starts with a young man desiring to become a successful millionaire. So he finds out about this wise guru, and the guru evidently he knows the ultimate secret to success. So the young man goes to this guy and he says, I want to become rich and successful. Can you help me? And the guru, he smiles and he tells him, he says, yeah, sure. But you got to meet me at the beach tomorrow at 4 a.m. And I will tell you the secret to success. So the next man, the, the next morning, the young man shows up. He's there at the beach. It's 4 a.m. And just like the guru had asked, he did everything. But he showed up wearing a suit and tie. Now on arriving, he realizes that the guru, he's already in the water swimming. Dressed not in a suit and tie, but in a pair of swimming trunks. So automatically now the man's, the young man's kind of confused. The guru spots the young man and he motions for him to come into the water. So the young man goes knee deep out into the water. Come out further, the guru says. Well, this is an expensive suit, man. Young man replies. I came here to learn the secret to success, not the secret to swimming. The secret must be told in this water. It is your choice to learn the secret or not. So the young man goes waist deep into the water, and he soaks the expensive suit. Further, the guru says. Now at this point, the young man's kind of getting irritated. Listen, old man, he says with impatience. I'm already in the water. I didn't come here for a swimming lesson. Tell me the secret to success right now, or I'm leaving. Now the guru, he's not affected by the young man's outburst. He just replies calmly, you're already waist deep. What are a few more steps? So the young man wades deeper into the water until the water's now up to his neck. Tell me the secret, the young man demands. The guru says, sure. And suddenly he forces the young man's head under the water. Now the young man, he's flailing his arms, he's scratching, he's trying to push this guy off of him. Meanwhile, the guru is using every bit of his strength to hold this young man's head underwater. Guys fighting, clawing, scratching, doing everything he can to break free. Just before he's about to lose consciousness, the guru pulls the man back up. And he begins coughing and gasping for air. And the guru just calmly looks at him and says, When your head was underwater, what did you want to do? The young man gets angry and he screams at him and he says, I wanted to breathe. And the guru told him, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then and only then will you be successful. How many of you guys have ever seen the picture on social media? It's, uh, it's got two men digging for diamonds. And the man at the top, clearly he's actively digging for diamonds and there's not much um, earth left between his pickaxe and the diamonds on the other side. And the man on the bottom 
it has his pickaxe thrown over his shoulder and he's walking away and he's got about the same amount of earth left between him and the diamonds. Little does the man at the bottom know, the only thing separating him from success is just a little bit more work. It's the same with a bunch of you guys. All you do is you give up and you walk away. But what does that really accomplish? Think about it. You started something because I'm sick and tired of having to call my power company and work out a payment arrangement. But you put money into this. You put in half of the amount of effort that it really takes. Then you give up. You walk away. And the next month you're calling your power company working out a payment agreement. Nothing changed. The only thing that you did different was you gave it a half-ass try. And that's really it. Sometimes you have to stick with it. Not take it back. Every time. You have to stick with it. Let me tell you a little bit about me. When I was 17 years old, I started my first company. It was a landscape company, but we blew up and we got pretty big. I had multiple crews working for me by the time I was approaching my 19th birthday. And some of our contracts were by very large clients. We have a new hospital here in, uh, in my county, and I had the contract to that. And it's a very big hospital. But by the time I was 20, I lost every bit of it. It's not because I was a 20-year-old trying to run a company. The reason is much worse. A 15-year-old kid with a push mower. Not one, but many. 15-year-old kids with push mowers and the collapse of 2008. Now think about it. We provided services to residential and commercial properties. We installed sod, shrubbery, trees, hardscaping, rock to new homes. But what happened in 2008? Building stopped. Those companies lost money. The commercial end began to dwindle. I'm left with basically nothing but residential contracts. And these people are trying to save money. So they're paying the 15-year-olds with a push mower instead of me. Now, my guys, I couldn't even afford to keep up our equipment, pay for the fuel, the truck to get them there, and then pay for their, their salary unless each customer paid the minimum $35 a maintenance call. Well, the 15-year-old kids could do it for 10 or 15 bucks. So, times were hard. Did I give up? Not on that business, not on that business. So, I moved on. I didn't give up on my vision of success. So at 21, I go into business with my best friend. And the company that we created dealt with sports memorabilia and flipping other valuable items for profit. Now, the sports memorabilia and we were profiting hand over fist. We were generating so much money, as a matter of fact, that one night I was surprised by a letter from the IRS. This is January. Christmas had just passed. All the holidays were over. So, you know, how it is with everyone, any extra money you had, you threw it into buying Christmas for the kids. So imagine my surprise when I opened this letter up, and it says that for the last quarter of the year before, the last three months of the prior year, I owed the IRS $40,000 in taxes. And I had three weeks to pay it. In this business, we were uh, buying items by the truckload and selling the majority of them within hours. And a lot of times we didn't even have to put our hands on our purchases because we had them already sold to a buyer. Now you may be asking, 
How much money can sports memorabilia and flipping items like this and baseball cards and autographs, how much can that really make? I mean, come on. It's a hobby, right? Hmm. No. Blake Griffin. If you don't know who he is, he was drafted by the Los Angeles Clippers, and that's an NBA team. And his cards and autographs, they were going top dollar. This guy was one of the hottest rookies on the market. And National Treasures, which is the name of a, uh, a sports memorabilia card company, they released his rookie card, and it was beautiful. It was called a 2009-10 National Treasures Blake Griffin on-card autographed rookie. And there were only 99 of them made. Every one of them were marked something of 99. And I had 96 of them. The price on that? $100,000. Now, of all of these cards, um, I had one graded. It was in great shape. And it came back, and it came back with a very high grade. And we sold it for $15,000. And then the others sold from a minimum price of $1,200 a piece to $4,000 a piece, depending on condition. Now, stick with me here, okay? I'm, th there's a point to this. One night when we were at a sports convention show in uh, Chicago, my friend Kevin's car was broken into in an Applebee's parking lot while we were eating dinner. They stole $400,000 worth of memorabilia out of his car and $100,000 in cash. You know what his biggest concern was? That they had stolen his hotel room key and they knew where he was staying because that's where most of his stuff was kept. We were in it that big. So when my business uh, partner brought in a new partner, I knew something wasn't right. Months went by, our profits began to dwindle, I brought this to my best friend's attention, and he would not listen. And eventually, I had to sell my part of the company and move on. I had lost the majority of my assets, but what I lost that meant the most was my best friend and two years of my son's life that I wasn't even as involved with because I was building this company. My next business venture was a trucking company. The man who owned the truck loaned it to us with the promise of us paying him X amount of dollars per month. So we got a couple of customers, and on the day that we spent our last $300 we had on fuel, the mail lady arrived with our very first check. That morning going into work, I was thinking, this is it. I checked the bank account, and I'm like, this is it. We got 300 bucks. You can't even fill a truck up on 300 bucks. We have go we're going to have to spend this just to get him home because a tow bill is going to be $10,000. I figured that we were out of the game again. It was another failure. But I was wrong. That was over 10 years ago. And in 2018, we would generate $9 million. Later, I began a company called Branding Mafia. And in our first month, we made $1,100. All month. And I was complaining about this, uh, the low revenue to a friend of mine named Andy. And some of you might know, I'm not going to mention uh, full names, but a lot of you that have followed me for a while, you know who Andy is. And uh, all I'm going to say is he's a very smart, very wealthy man. His companies make uh, about a total of a little over $100 million a year. So I went to him, and I'm complaining. I'm down on myself. I'm, you know, doing what we do. You know what his advice to me was? I'm going to put this in a kid-friendly version. Um, you can insert the Fs where you believe they should be and the Bs where you believe they should be. But... He told me to shut up and quit being a, you can put that B where it should be, 
And it, it took him six months to make $600. And here I am complaining about making 1100 in a month. Many of you are frustrated with your business, your life, your marriage, whatever, and you want to give up. But I'm here to tell you from experience, don't. What if I had given up? I'm not even where I want to be yet. This is not me saying, if you want to be like me, don't give up. This is me saying, don't ever give up. If you give up in the very beginning, if you give up before you really even start the race, you're just going to be laughed at. They're not, people are going to say, he didn't even try. Because you didn't. That first obstacle, that first little bit of resistance was enough to cause you to just throw your hands up and leave. And at that point, really, why should anyone believe in you if that's all you're going to do? If that's the only effort that you have to put into anything was, all right, the race started, a couple of steps, all right, I'm done. What do you expect people to think about you? My wife would consider, she would question my loyalty to this marriage if I started something and then just said, eh, never mind. It's human nature. There's days that I want to give up. I want to pull out what little bit of hair I have left, throw my hands up in the air, but I can't. I've lost two companies, and now I'm part of some very thriving companies. I co-owned a trucking company, a catering company. I helped start a social media platform that went public. No, not Facebook. I wish. A startup app. And now I fully own a few businesses. And could I lose one of those that are standing today? Of course, obviously, I've experienced that before. But even if I do, I haven't really lost anything. I just learned. And you can learn from the worst of times. And I'm urging you to do the same because I've done a lot of learning by losing. Don't give up on your goals. Don't change your destination. Whatever your destination is, be it money, financial freedom, a new car, it could be as simple as a paid off mortgage or just the ability to stay at home and work. Whatever it is, don't give up. Don't change your journey. No entrepreneurial journey is ever easy. You can change your method of how you travel to your destination, but don't change the journey. Remind yourself of why you began whatever journey it is that you were on. Think back to why you made the decision, however long ago it may have been. Let that drive you. If you feel like you're beaten down, defeated, you don't feel like you'll succeed in one business, one marriage, a friendship, whatever, because you have failed in another, then you need motivation. Your motivation is your why. No, you don't have to go and download Tony Robbins. No, you don't have to listen to someone yell and scream at you. No, you don't have to attend a bunch of motivational seminars. You know why? Because if where you are today isn't where you want to be in your life, that's all the motivation that you need. This is for the cheese and this is for the hustlers. This is for the hustlers, not back to the cheese.